Melody out of Inglewood, California, inviting you to check out the Romantic Truth Podcast on Spotify for Podcasters, HTTPS semicolon slash slash anchor dot FM slash Romantic Truth. Listeners, you're invited to stream and listen to Jawson's music on Apple Music, Amazon Music, Spotify, Audio Mac, or Deezer. Type in J-A-U-S-A-N in the search for artists to follow and like modern instrumental music from his discography. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Romantic Truth Podcast. Please be advised that the content of this show is for mature audiences 18 and over due to the topics discussed. Please feel free to follow and like Romantic Truth on Facebook at facebook.com slash romantictruth. You may also listen to the podcast on anchor.fm slash romantic truth. Now, here is your host, Jawson. Hi, everyone. Jawson with you here, Romantic Truth Las Vegas. I hope everyone's doing well today. A couple of things we're going to talk about. One thing in particular is this concept I created called shameless dating. What is shameless dating? It's when a person has thrown away every moral fabric of their disposition in order to date. Let me give an example. This person may decide to lie to you, be unethical, uh, be inappropriate, grossly inappropriate, disrespectful. These individuals may want to use you, manipulate you. Yes, they'll cross boundaries. And also, they'll be emotional abusers. In other words, these people have no intentions of doing anything good in that relationship. Because this is normalized for them. This is the big boogeyman that women and men are afraid of when it comes down to dating. This is it. And what I've done, I've culminated it into one umbrella. It's all under one umbrella. Shameless dating. These are people who do not care. Whatever it is, their insecurity, their addiction, their ego, their narcissism, whatever it is, leads them. And as people dating these folks, you're nothing more than pawns to them. A lot of people get in trouble dating these types of people because they don't recognize the red flags in the beginning or they don't want to because they get so focused on the individual. Oh, I love him so much. He has beautiful eyes. He has wonderful wavy hair. Oh, he has great skin. All of those characteristics may seem very, very complimentary but it does not make the person. The character is what you have to look at. Fellas, the fine body and all of that, you can get done in by some of these components of shameless dating. Now let's look at some of them in particular. Ethics. Let me give an example of an unethical woman I went out with one time. She's late for the date, didn't call, I had to wait, Five minutes after the date supposed to have started. Didn't call on the way, didn't tell me she was late. And she asked me, why didn't you call the check on me? And I told her, I said, you know what? 
I only call people that are late for the date 7.5 minutes after they are supposed to be there. Seven and a half minutes. It was five minutes. I was gonna wait till seven and a half. And if you didn't have seven and a half minutes afterwards to contact me back or to show up, date was terminated. I gave you a whole 30 minutes to get here. How so? 15 minutes prior to the date, 15 minutes after the date. That's 30 minutes if you combine the two, right? What's the problem? Oh, you've been an asshole. What's your talking? Okay, went on with that, no problem. We sit down to eat. This woman, this is no joke. You know those packets of mustard, ketchup, and all these relish and all the rest of those things? She was hoarding those in her purse. Well, you know, they ain't gonna need this because nobody's gonna be. And that was supposed to have been acceptable. But that was her norm of acceptance. That was what she was accustomed to. That was her home training. That was the best that parents could do in order to rear her. All of these things came down to one fundamental thing. This was the best everybody she encountered in her life could do. There she is. And as a grown ass man, I had to tell a 33 year old woman, you shouldn't be doing that. They gotta pay for this stuff. And while she was in mid theft, <laughs> she said, you know, you're right. And she started putting the stuff back. This was, now true enough, the condiments were free in the restaurant, but damn, she didn't look at that as theft. And she didn't look at the fact that what would it have done to, remember the five things I always told you? Freedom, wealth, remember that? Mobility, reputation, and decision-making skills. Think about what it would have fucked up with me, just like it would have her. Reputation. Because the owner of the restaurant would have probably come in there and said, you know what? Get out of here and never come back. Could have easily said that. Unethical behavior. Not caring about the impact of it on other people. Me first, me only, my, me, I. Let's go on to inappropriateness. Now, a lot of ladies face this as a problem, more so than men. As men, sometimes, we ask women inappropriate questions. We make inappropriate advances. We change the conversation to inappropriate topics. Fellas, a word to the wise. When it comes down to sex and the conversation, let her take the lead. 
when she is ready, oh, a woman will take the lead without a doubt. And she's not going to have any reservations about doing it. But you have to let her be the one to initiate it. This keeps you out of the hot water of Me Too. This keeps you out of the hot water of you getting a bad reputation. Because, see, let me tell you what a woman looks at a man and thinks a lot of times. Not always from what the women I've talked to have said to me. They look at a man who is overtly masculine. In other words, he is trying to be that man. They look at him as insecure and they question his sexuality. They question him being a man and they look at the hypervigilance as something that's an indicator of weakness. How many of you guys know guys that talk about how they don't like or hate a certain group of people and you wonder why they hate them so much and a lot of times it has to do with the fact that guess what they've had some interaction with them there was a guy I knew that used to talk about gay men and hated them all just talked about them all the time and to find out he was gay his brother was gay but throughout all that time, I couldn't stand to be around him. Nobody else could because he was talking so much hate. And the whole time, you will find that these people are fighting internally with themselves over their sexuality and things. Just like he was. Because see, it makes no sense for someone to be angry at somebody that did nothing to them. Unless there's something happening. That's what it comes down to. Now, here's an interesting thing with this. Fellas, when you first start talking to a lady online, don't send her a dick pic. The only women that really like dick pics are going to be women who can't get no dick that you probably wouldn't want to fuck anyway. I'm just going to be honest with you. I'm not going to kid you. The majority of the women who will want dick pics are not going to be so attractive. And the reason why they're going to be happy to see it is because they don't get that much attention anyway. The very same women, fellas, that you guys talk about and don't want are the very ones that you fuck when the bar closes. A lot of big women can attest to this. They know. Talk about you only in the size zeros to five with your friends. Wind up being with a woman who's size 18 up to about a size 28 at night, if not bigger. Talking about a woman's weight, making her feel bad, trying to tear her down with backhanded compliments, totally inappropriate. See, women use sarcasm with men as a backhanded compliment. Men try to trip women up 
based on their self-esteem when it comes down to it. Let me give you an example of this. A lady passes a guy in a bar. She looks at him, she smiles, he smiles, but he realizes that he doesn't feel as though he's handsome enough in order to get her or wealthy enough in order to be with her. So he says something like, you know, that dress would look very nice on you if it was maybe a couple of sizes smaller. The implication is that she's overweight. What he's trying to do is trip her up into a conversation where she's becoming defensive. And what he wants her to do is to waste that energy on him trying to explain herself. See, the whole key is this. If he has this attractive woman trying to qualify herself to him, he feels as though he's empowered. I got this beautiful woman at my feet. She's trying to defend herself. Something that a handsome guy with money could probably not get. And so this makes him feel more empowered and more emboldened. And once he sees the insecurity in this woman by engaging in that kind of conversation with him or that argument with him, he knows he has a chance with her. But what this tells you is that she's so insecure about the way she looks, the way she appears, that she's easily manipulated. This is the reason why I tell you about hypersensitivity. If you're too sensitive, you're easier to manipulate. And this is what's happened here. Hell, I used to see that in the workplace all the time. There was a guy that I would work with. I didn't like working with him, but he would do things to try to trigger you. He would braid these little strings together and make like a hangman's noose. And he'd leave them around the office. Who would get upset? A lot of the younger people that didn't know how to deal with it. They're going to HR. Rightly so. They're like, well, why aren't you fired up? Why aren't you upset? I said, because here's the way you get it. Collect the evidence first. Instead of going to HR, go to the CEO. We'll have to do something. The HR is just going to go and try to sweep it under the rug. Once the CEO knows about it, then you go get a lawyer if you have to. Well, that individual got let go. You will find people who will try to trigger because they have no power outside of that. You take guns from half of these people, they ain't shit. Seriously. You take the guns from most Americans, they ain't shit behind that. They're out of shape, can't run, can't do shit. only line of defense and in some cases that's their own identity that's the only thing they have to identify themselves with 
to feel empowered. And it's pathetic. Colt, um, whomever, Winchester, Remington, if they did not make that weaponry, that wouldn't be a new identity for some people. And that's pathetic. You have to identify yourself through other means. We're going to continue in just a moment. All right, let's continue on with shameless dating. Now, we've already discussed some of the issues with being unethical. Let's go on and look at inappropriateness. We start on that on the latter segment. I dated a lady one time that was very attractive, very professional. She was a sales rep for a company that used to do business with the company I worked for. Very conservative, very attractive, beautiful woman. However, that was the business context of seeing. Well, finally, she decided, hey, you know what? I'll go out with you. And I'm like, yay! But what I didn't expect was what I got. The way she dressed in work was totally different from the way she dressed in private. We go to this restaurant and she says, uh, no, no need to pick me up. I'm going to be a little late, but I will drive there. Okay, well, all right, cool. So I just hung out and waited for her. Oh, she was late. Her hair was late the whole nine yards, but she was much different than she was at work. She had on a silk wrap dress. And when I say wrap dress, it met at the front and her whole left thigh all the way up to almost where her abdomen started was open. She had one of these uh, belts, you know, the dress was made out of silk and it had this belt that was tied in a knot in front. When she sat down, I thought I saw what I saw and I did see what I saw. She had nothing on underneath. No bra, nothing. Just the high heels, earrings, necklace, bracelet, and watch. Purse clutched on their arm. Well, kissed her on the cheek, we sat down, and the waitress noticed when she sat down that the split of her dress, it had kind of pushed up a bit and it looked where you could see her whole buttocks almost. And she came over and she whispered to her to kind of, I could see my girl wanted to go into argument mode with her. And I said, well, you know, she's probably telling you right. And she's like, well, I just don't like being told what to do by people that don't know me. I'm like, whoa, okay. That right there is enlightening. And as we started to talk that evening, what I started to realize with her was that 
her level of inappropriateness was all of the rules that she was trying to set for the relationship. Don't call me after nine. If you come over, you have to let me know a day in advance. Well, that's common sense, but some people don't have that. And she went down this laundry list of things as if I was in some kind of remedial dating class or something. And I asked her, I said, um, you don't go on many dates, do you? And she said, no, not really. I said, you know why? And then I explained to her. I said, you put all of these damn safeguards up and the only thing we're doing right now is getting to know each other. I said, so I know more about your defense mechanism than I know about you. Where do we start? There are things about you that I would like to know, but I don't know if I'm gonna be able to find those things out. And then she told me, I was just accustomed to men being inappropriate, asking questions that are not their business. Okay, I agree with that. I said, but damn, do you have to put up fork knots? Another thing, ladies, that men will do, they gotta show out in front of you. They gotta do something in front of you to make them feel as though they've accomplished something. They gotta go in Grab their masculinity by the armpits and lift it up. And this is how a lot of guys actually wind up making poor life choices. Fellas, showing up in front of a woman, trying to get her attention, trying to defend her honor offensively. In other words, a guy provokes you to fight him. I know it's hard to fight that temptation, but it's gonna be even harder to convince a jury that you're not guilty. It's a tough thing. People will provoke you with inappropriate things that they will do, and there are a lot of them. The one lady who wrote in about how she went on, on a date with the guy and then after the date he had spent 300 some dollars on her, he unzips his pants and palms her by the back of her head to go down on it. And being that she wouldn't do it, he kicked her out of the car on this long desolate road, gravel road. And she had to walk home. Imagine walking home about a mile or so on gravel and high heels at night with no street lights or anything in rural areas. It's the reason why I tell you ladies, figure out getting your own transportation for your first date, at least until you're comfortable with this man. Fellas, I tell you the same damn thing. And let me tell you something else, guys. Just to be safe. Some of you guys are led on by other men. There are some guys out there who are predators and they specifically look to lure lure, I should say, younger men, I'm talking in your 20s and above, 
because they have an obsession, an obsession for dick. Now, I didn't know this existed until I listened to one of the guys on I Survive talk about it. He had met this person online on this dating app. He had never talked to this person. They only text each other. And this is the reason why I tell you guys, talk to them, video chat with them. Know who the hell you're talking to because a lot of you don't. And so he went on for several weeks chatting with this person. And this person eventually talked him into coming over to that individual's residence. But they would not give them the address. They just gave them the directions. Turn here, turn there. And this individual did it. Thinking that he was just going to go in and be with this person, this woman, he thought. And this individual had the garage door halfway open and told the person, the guy, in text messages only, oh, just come to the garage and then I'm down in the basement. You can go and open the door to the basement and I'll be there. Fellas, when it's too many directions to go to somewhere to meet someone, too many instructions, you might want to pass on that deal. This kid wound up, he was 21 or 22, wound up getting into this garage and being faced with a man with a hockey mask and a damn stun gun and a hammer. And he thought he was dealing with somebody that had a real gun, but it was a fake gun. It was just a little plastic. Don't be lured in so easily, guys. And this wasn't a dumb kid. But the thing is, you depended on technology too much. On the texting. See, the thing with texting is, you're going to do all this texting and then hope to God that everything that was text was correct. It's a big difference when you can talk to them and see them. I know some of you don't want to go and identify with Facebook because your grandparents and your family's on Facebook and you feel as though phone calls and pictures and all of that stuff is antiquated. You better take your ass back to what worked. Because I'm telling you, these people will lure you into anything. You should never be manipulated or lured into anything by someone who's texting you or emailing you don't want to hear any excuses as to why they cannot get out of that environment to talk to you don't give a damn if their phone is down they don't have video coverage they don't have that's their damn problem not yours make it a requirement to get out of that environment that virtual environment to meet that person the minute they don't do it you don't need to talk to them anymore just kill it off. I'm just telling you, that will help you out immensely. Now, some of you guys will lie to women. 
Oh, I can't find my wallet. Yeah, but you can find your ass a way to call that phone to get that date with that woman and get a ride over there to a restaurant where you're gonna lie and say that you don't have your wallet or you lost your wallet. Give it up, fellas. Women are hip to that shit. You do it, they will leave you there paying that bill with that maitre d'. And these restaurants are hip to that game. That's something that a lot of guys have copped from their single moms. That's an old trick. Oh, it's been around for a very long time. Now, here's the thing. Ladies, the one thing you want to do is establish up front before you go on that date with them, before you say yes, decide on who's paying for what. If you're going Dutch, decide on that up front. Don't get there and then try to negotiate. Have an idea as to who's going to pay for what. And here's why I tell you this. There won't be any confusion. You always take enough money to pay for yourself, him, and your transportation home. Always. I don't give a damn. Do it. Just in case. And the one thing to keep in mind, as I always tell you ladies, make sure you can cover yourself. Never go on a date broke. Never demand a man have money when you're broke. Maybe you want to tell him that you're broke. Let's start a, instead of trying to act like you got money when you don't. Inappropriate language. One thing I used to hate and still hate to this day is to be on a date with a woman and every word out of her mouth is MF and F this and that. Nobody want to hear that shit. Really, we don't. And you're not proving that and you're not tough. We're not intimidated by you because you use the four letter word, big fucking deal. I know it makes you feel better like you're empowered. We don't care. So, that falls on deaf ears, literally. Now, the next thing we're going to talk about is disrespect. We've talked about inappropriateness, and inappropriateness is a form of disrespect. So is not being ethical in front of a person as well. Now, the one thing that I want you to understand too about disrespect is that some people have a bastardized understanding of it. Some people actually think that disrespect is being told no. Yes, literally. You know that inappropriate behavior that those guys are displaying with you ladies, trying to grope you and those kind of things? They actually believe that is disrespectful when you tell them no. When you pull their hands away. Because the reason being they've been used to being around people who said yes to them. Especially if they've been in an environment where absolutely nobody, including their parents, never said no to them. Where it was always somebody else's fault. These are the slow learners. 
These are the people that usually wind up getting incarcerated over and over again because they don't get it. They still think they're entitled to it. And they're not gonna change or modify their behavior. They honestly believe that they are right, regardless. These are the folks you can lock up today, let them out 10, 15 years from now, they have the same disposition. It does not change. And there are people that are like this. The woman that was down in Florida who had killed her girlfriend, her best friend, when she was 15. 15, folks. Think she stabbed the girl to death because she cheated with her boyfriend. They gave her a long sentence. I think they gave her something like 30 years or so. And she was a model prisoner down there in Florida. Did everything the right way. Got all kind of accolades. I believe she got a degree while she was in there. And they actually had a celebration for this woman because she was getting ready to leave because she had served a sentence. This woman leaves out. We're talking decades later. She goes over to the guy that she used to date back in high school, over to his place. Stabs the man, kills him. And gets locked up again. Within a month, she was back into that system. You have some people that just don't learn. They just don't get it. They don't want to be told no. And these are the people that are the most difficult to get away from and not to deal with in dating. And you'll know because they're going to come after you and they're going to come after you in a way, thank God there's not a lot of them, but when they come after you, they come after you in a way of they don't want to hear no. And you got to tell them no up front and you got to get away from them as quickly as possible. Because they're going to be persistent. They're going to still try. Fellas, let me tell you something. You do not want to be that guy. You really don't. Because those guys usually wind up losing. You don't want to be that guy. That's the kind of guy women will spread a reputation on real quick. You don't want to be him. You're not desperate. You're not that damn lonely that you got to go and do all of this and that and a third in order to try to feel as though you're vindicated. You don't have to do all that. The main thing you have to keep in mind as a gentleman is that, you know what? We're going to try to see how it works. And if it works out, okay, great. If it doesn't, okay, I can accept that. And sometimes we need to go and pull ourselves back and look at these things from a different perspective. You don't want to come across as desperate because that's the way these guys come across. That's the reason why they can't stand rejection. And there are women that are like this too. So just keep that in mind. Not to scare you, but to inform you. More in a moment.
All right, so the next thing we're dealing with here, under shameless dating, is disrespectful behavior. Now, all of these are behavioral aspects of people in general. We have the discipline usually to manage the way we interact with people and to the extent that we will immerse ourselves in any of these. But here's the problem, immerse ourselves. Here's the problem though. The problem is, folks, we get to a point where we become fixated on the way things are as we see them and not really think about the way others perceive things. And being that we are surrounded by so much technology now and a lot of individualism, I think our individualism uh, index has gone down to something like 98.3%. So it's very high. This is an index that compares common interests of a people in a country to individual personal interests. And you'll probably notice that most, most fate F-A-T-E, based societies, Latin America, Central America, Asia, Europe, the index is much lower compared to Americans. Because we have a me first mentality based on capitalism. That's the way it happens. Capitalism is exploitive and therefore it leads to a sense of desensitization. In other words, we are desensitized. Desensitization is what I was trying to say. But here's another problem that we're having. When you introduce technology on top of that, that also increases the level of alienation. We have kids now that are gonna grow up generationally that can count the people they actually interacted with physically. Mom doesn't like the way the teacher teaches or doesn't like the curriculum at the school. Take the kid out, put them in homeschool. And so they may not have the socialization skills. But one thing that I will tell you that is a problem when it comes down to them getting into other universities and colleges, the numbers are not that great. Stats are not. Some parents are just not good teachers. And then there are some parents that are not good parents. But now here's the thing we have to look at. When it comes down to dating and respect, Somebody may be insensitive and talk about a disability a person has on the date with that person with a disability. Now, one thing that I don't agree with, but I'm kind of uh, on the fence with, if you have a disability or you have something that's obviously going to raise some sort of question or concern, let the person know before you go on the date with them. Don't show up and voila! Because you don't know how they're going to react. And don't think that the leverage of embarrassment 
is something that's going to comport a person's behavior or their reaction. It will not. If that person's going to react and going to be an ass, they're going to be an ass whether you are kind, silent, soft-spoken, or not. Yeah, there'll be some people that, you know, probably defend you. I'll give you an example. There was a guy that I knew that went out on a date with a uh, went out with a lady on a date, and the lady had a walker. The reason why she had to walk not because she was elderly. She had broken her ankle a couple of weeks prior, and she didn't want to wear the uh, crutch because she didn't want that chafing and everything under her arm. So she chose the walker. Now, they tried to give her a wheelchair, make things easier. She didn't want the wheelchair because she looked too adolescent. It would ruin her image too much. Now, mind you, not too much of anything would have ruined her image because she had this damn cast on her leg. So she goes on this date, and she's hobbling through the restaurant. He sees her, and... He wants to say something because she never mentioned anything about being injured. She never mentioned anything about being on the walker. As I tell you, fellas, a lot of women feel as though you should take them as they are. You don't have to. You don't have to. Now, another thing. Fellas, if you're ever given the 90-day rule, that woman's not into you. She is not into you. What she's doing is putting your ass on the injured reserve list, like the NFL. She is actually putting you on a list where if everything fails her, she can come back to your ass in 90 days. I told you about the woman who put me on the 90-day rule. 120 days in, she comes back. She's coming over to my place pregnant, crying. And she had been living with a guy, screwing him 24-7, got pregnant by him, probably was pregnant when she first started with me. Who knows? I didn't see any baby bump. See, fellas, I'm going to tell you one of your biggest dangers is to get involved with a woman that you meet online or meet somewhere and she found out she's pregnant and the guy has already rejected her. That's the worst. Because nine times out of ten, she's going to try to fuck you as soon as possible. And she can always come back and say, well, you know what? You're the daddy, even though you may not be the biological father fact of the matter is she can go and use that and guilt you into being daddy and nobody wants that the worst thing in the world is to be guilted and to be a father that's about the worst man I've seen guys do it yeah I slept with old girl I might as well go ahead what DNA test? Nah, man, I know it's mine. I know a couple of people that said that. 
and they were absolutely wrong. Kid wasn't them, wasn't theirs, wasn't them. Kids wasn't theirs. And not only that, after the DNA proved that this person was not the father, he still wanted to be the father because he had invested all that time and effort into that child. And the mama was like, oh no, uh-uh. I found me a better man than you and you ain't gonna fuck this up. Because she didn't care about the kid. She cared about what was best for her. Fellas, I'm telling you, be mindful and careful of women you meet who are pregnant and upset and distraught because they're thinking emotionally and that can be problematic for you. Just tell me, help you out. All right. Now, would that be disrespectful? Well, yeah, in a way. But another thing that could be disrespectful that we experience, men and women, the married person who lies to you and tell you they're single. Because they don't care about you and your safety. The only thing they're concerned about at that point is to making sure that the person they're with doesn't find out about the two of you. They could care less about anything else. They will tell you anything. And here's the problem that you have. How can you trust somebody that's lying to you and lying to somebody else? How can you trust someone that made a commitment to something that they can't follow through on? You're dealing with shaky ground. That's what you're dealing with. You're dealing with something you don't have to deal with. You know, one of the reasons why I personally have such a repulsion when it comes down to people who are married and trying to go for single people. You found someone initially that's supposed to make you happy. Why the fuck are you being greedy? Why are you being selfish? That's the way I look at it. I look at this as like a person who's on food stamps and they still want to go out even though they won the lottery. They still want to go out there and collect food stamps even though they're a millionaire. That's the way I look at a married person going for a single person. And the reason why I'm so adamant about this, there's a lot of people that wind up getting fucked up getting involved with married people. And the worst thing in the world is not to know. sometimes you're at the mercy of the spouse of that individual that person may see you somewhere may have seen you with their spouse and then see you somewhere by yourself and you don't have a clue that this person's not only married that you've been going out with but that that individual has followed them and let me tell you what that sorry-ass spouse does that cheats. 
Oh, he never did this before. Oh, uh, they do nothing but melt and fall in line with their spouse. Fellas, I'm telling you, stay away from married women as much as possible. If you're single and they're married, stay away. If you're married, thinking about dealing with a married woman, think twice. I'm just telling you, for your own safety and your own good, because you don't know what you're dealing with. You can't trust her. If the person who's married to her can't trust her, you damn sure can't. Ladies, you already know the drill on this shit. If I meet a woman that has slept with a married man, or married to a married man, dating a married man, knowingly, she don't have to worry about me talking to her. I will never talk to her. I don't want to get involved in no shit like that. Not that I'm better than anybody else, but that shows me she'll disrespect the relationship very well. So what the hell would I want anyway? Just for sex, not a problem. See, the thing is, here's the way I operate. If there's no moral purpose for you in my life as far as your wife or a girlfriend, the only thing for you is sex if I'm interested, or friendship. That's it. Those are the only two designations you'll have. All the rest of it, bullshit. I don't need someone to try to come after and try to, ooh, ah, yeah, you know, you're attractive. Let me go on Instagram and follow you and give you false compliments. No, doesn't happen there. You know, it's funny, um, I have a friend of mine, and I've been knowing this woman well before Instagram and Facebook and everything else. As you know, most of the people that are on my Facebook page, I knew them personally before we the internet was even thought of. But here's the crazy thing. She goes on there. This was back in 2008 or so. And she says, I am so glad my fans are supporting me. Now, everybody on Facebook at that time that she had known were personal friends. There were no fans. These were people that had known her for years. I knew her for years and didn't like none of those damn fragrances she would wear. She wore these old lady colognes. You know that shit that like, when you smell it, you think back like in the 1940s and shit. Chantilly. You ain't no damn Chantilly around me. I think you're getting ready to go to church to a funeral. We start smelling shit like Chantilly and what was that other one that the ladies used to wear? Uh, Coco Chanel. So I think about funeral time then. Gonna talk more in a minute, folks. You have new mail. I love listening to your voice. It makes me so wet. You should wish me happy birthday, Judy and Carlsbad. I just turned 27. Here's my gift to you. Yes, folks. It's amazing. I decided to do this in the hallway. 
Folks, uh, I want to definitely thank many of you for the support for the show. Now, what we're going to talk about today? Divorcees on online dating. Be intimidated. Coming back off of a hiatus of trying to figure out where you're going in life, what's important to you in life, and you've done your post mortem over your marriage over maybe months, years even. And now you're looking at starting up Now there's nothing wrong with that at all. And some of you married before online dating was a thing, before it even existed. So being out there again is kind of intimidating and kind of scary. But don't let something like this um, make you quake in your boots. So let's talk about it. Now, there's a different experience when it comes to going online as a divorced man versus a divorced woman. Now, the factors are still there, being that women are more sought after by men than men are sought after by women. Now, what kind of woman that men were divorced usually go for? If they want to play it safe, they go for another divorcee or someone who's well. If they're looking to start from scratch again, they'll deal with a single woman instead of a marriage. Now, there are a lot of issues that may come up, concerns such as blended family situation, if she had kids, he has children, visitation, dealing with exes, all of these things are considerations. Now, that was so good and relaxing for me. Hope you enjoyed. Oh, please air this and wish me happy birthday. Now, what goes hand in hand with disrespect, of course, is lying. Now, we hit on disrespect in the last segment. Lying is, it's a compliment. Now, here's the thing we got to realize about these two. They work hand in hand. Figures thieves. Lying is disrespectful behavior. Now, ladies, a lot of you talk about you don't like lying men. You even got it down to the zodiac sign. Lying Pisces men. Ladies, everybody tells some sort of lie. Let me give you a lie that we always tell each other every day. Hey, I hope you're feeling great today. How are you? You know, I was thinking about you earlier. It's a beautiful day, isn't it? These are all things we impose on other people. Doesn't mean it's true. It just means that we would like for it to be. But this is what we do. When we lie to people, we lie all the time when it comes down to relationships. I personally figured out that it's not worth lying. 
Tell the truth one time, be done with it. I will start laughing, and honest to God, I can't stop. Because see, the problem with me and the lie is this. It's stupid. And that's the thing that runs, it's like a recording that runs in my head when I'm trying to tell a lie. It's stupid. It's stupid. You're an idiot. That's what I hear. Tell the truth, I don't hear that shit no more. It's like that device on the plane. Pull up. Pull up. Terrain. Terrain. Pull up. It's like that. And so, it's been kind of a weird thing for me. Now, a lot of people have no problem with it. And fellas, let me tell you how women lie to you. Oh, I got a headache. Oh, I'm on my period. I had a lady one night. I never forget it. We were supposed to get busy. She told me she was on her period. Well, what had happened? My best friend had been dumped by his girlfriend. And she got wind of it. Told me she was on her period. And she went on and screwed him in his car that night. Then I had to come back to a realization. I put all that energy in that woman, not to even get as much as a hello or thank you in a kind way. Because she was sitting out, camping out, waiting for him. And there's some people that are like that. Now, Ladies, men lie to you about their income, about their expectations for a relationship, about their status, about their salary, and sometimes about their marital status. But most men usually will tell a woman he's married. Now, the reason why this happens is that a lot of men get an ego boost when a single woman, especially, tries to go for this married man. And the reason why it's an ego boost for some guys is because she's going to try so hard to get him away from his wife. And that's what he's waiting on. He's waiting on that effort because he knows you're going to throw that pussy down like a deck of cards. He knows it. And he's going to pound your ass just like he was Mike Tyson in the ring. Boom, 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 boom. And ladies, here's the thing. Once you try to put forth that effort to take him away from his wife, that's when you realize at this moment, you have fucked up. Because what's going to happen, my dear, You're going to get in so deep that you're not going to know where the surface is to get out of it. And that's where he wants you. He wants you confused. And you're going to be flailing around the water. Help me! Help me! Help me! And when he leaves you, oh, he's going to leave you heartbroken with nothing. Don't get involved. 
Now, fellas, women lie to you about their age, their marital status, and their weight. Some lie about income, but usually those are the main three. Let's review. If a woman tells you she's 25 and you find out she's 32, you don't take her seriously for a relationship. Don't don't disrespect her. Once you find out, say, look, um, you know what? Since you deceived and lied to me, the only purpose we're going to have in this relationship is going to be sex. We could be platonic friends or we could be sexual partners. Those are your options. You'll never be my woman. You'll never be my girlfriend. You'll never be someone that I love. Because you can't trust her because she deceived you. Plain and simple. If you lie, bye. Now, here's the other thing, too, that we got to look at. Some of you ladies will omit being married. Wait until you fuck the guy. And, And guys, let me tell you something. They want to give you that sex real quick and early in the relationship so they can get past that one hump that they get rejected by a lot of guys over being married. That's the reason why they're letting you do anything. Anal, they'll go down on you. You can do anything you want to them for the most part because they want something better than what they have. Then you have others that are just out there to get their needs met. So she just wanted to go out and get some dick. And then after she gets to that point where her damn dick gauge goes to full, you know I used to go past full sometimes. Then she's done with you. Never fall in love with a married woman if you're a single guy. Never, never. Don't listen to none of the bullshit she says about how she's going to leave him. All of these are lies. If it was so bad already, she would have left. If it was so bad already, she would have paid for the divorce. Women know how to get out of bad situations. So don't fall for that shit thinking that, oh, let me get on my horse, get my shield and my sword. You don't have to do all that. Fellas, never allow a woman to put you in a situation where you're paying for her divorce, her separation, or anything that has to do with her child custody or legal affairs. That is not your job coming in there. She should have handled that shit before you got there. You go ahead and do it if you want to. If the relationship doesn't work out and you asked out of money, what are you going to do? Go to small claims court and get your money back? Good luck with that. Don't be a dumbass. Now, let's carry on. The other lie that's commonly told by women. When you break up a relationship, oh, it's me. No, it's not her, it's you. If it's a thing where she's saying that we need a break, We need to go find ourselves. We need some space. 
What she's telling you is that I found somebody else that I really want to explore. I don't want to give you up because you're a solid monkey branch back to. But I want to go and see if this guy's going to work out. I might give him some pussy. And if it works out that way, then I don't need you anymore. That's pretty much what she's saying in shorthand. Other things that women will lie about. They're going to lie about the situation with their girlfriend sometimes. Meaning that that girlfriend that's hanging with her, usually that's her cover. That's the woman that's going to, if she's doing anything as far as cheating or whatever, she might have to go through her. Now, there are a lot of women that are ethical and they'll say, you know what? This bullshit, I don't want to be involved in your marriage. Take that somewhere else. That's what most women do. But there are some out there that they'll be the confidant. Let's move on. And manipulation. Now, all of these components that we've discussed so far center around manipulation in some capacity. The disrespect. Sometimes disrespect is used in order to get a, a rise or some sort of a response from a person. Disrespectful behavior would also include backhanded compliments, sarcasm that you ladies grossly overuse too much. And I'm just telling you this as a man, we get sick of hearing that shit. And when we hear it, we've heard it too many times from almost every woman we run into. Just just cut it out. We, we, we're done with that. Now, the other thing, when it comes down to manipulation that we have to look at, it's about what a guy spends on you sometimes, lady, and ladies in the beginning. He spends a lot of money on you in the beginning and doesn't know you that well. He more than likely is going for something. There's an agenda to be met. As I told you before, when I had my detachment issues, I'd go out and spend a lot of money on women that I would meet for the first time. And the reason why I would do that had nothing to do with them. It had to do with me. I wanted to go out and have a good time. Really, fuck them. i go and get them clothes and everything, get them dressed up. Wasn't about them. It was about me. I knew I was wrong after a while, after I actually had to really look at it objectively. The way it was, see a woman, meet her. We have a nice conversation. What are you doing later on tonight? Well, you know, I'm planning on doing this. Well, why don't we go out? Oh, okay, uh, but I, I really don't have nothing to wear. Don't worry about it. You're just going to go as you are, and we're going to get you all done up. That's the way it was. I'd just go and do the makeover. Boom, let them do it over at the stores. Didn't give a damn about the cost because I could afford it. But here was the difference. After it was over with, after I went out and had the dinner and danced with them and went to the movies, I didn't want to see them again. I didn't want to have anything else to do with it. I had done what I needed to do. And what I had to come to realize was that utilitarianism had a big part in that. And that's when you see people for only one specific purpose. 
And that wasn't a good thing. It wasn't healthy. I had to come to that realization. Now, let's take a few glances here at a couple other things. Manipulation can also be done by the prospect of a man sleeping with a woman. This is the oldest uh, form of manipulation ever. Fellas, let me tell you something. And never do something with the prospect of sleeping with a woman. Only stick with sleeping with her. <laughs> that you would do that. Now, I know it's different from everyone. Let me give you an example. A stripper. Lady one night, I went with my friends, and as you know, I don't like strip clubs. I don't really like that whole vibe. And the lady sat on my lap and was grinding and everything. And she was like, well, I can give you a private dance. And I was like, no, you can't. And she's like, why not? I said, because I'm not interested in paying somebody that has to be around me. First thing she said, oh, you must be gay. I'm like, no. I would want to fuck you. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. If we're not fucking, there's nothing involved. And I'm not going to pay you to do that because you have needs yourself. Didn't have to worry about her coming back again. But that's the way it is. Because how can I get interested in someone that's coming to me with the sole agenda of financial gratification? I wouldn't get any emotional satisfaction, even any physical satisfaction out of a woman that does something like that. Because guess what? I would not feel as though she was genuine. I feel as though I've been manipulated. Oh, I gave her a few dollars. She grinded on my crotch and made me hard. Now I got to go find somebody to fuck. What kind of shit is that? I'd rather be with the woman who has needs like I do, grinds on me, and we fuck right there. Wasting all that damn energy. Realize how many condoms you can throw away doing that shit? All right, let's go on here. Using people. We're going to talk about that in the next segment. Right, folks, we're still talking about shameless dating. Now, we talked about manipulation and lying, definitely, and uh, disrespectful behavior, uh, inappropriate behavior, and unethical behavior. All of these are working hand in hand with each other. Now, the one thing that we have to remember about 
this manipulative portion of the behavior is that it's a very ambiguous side of it. A lot of you guys run into situations where you don't realize you're going to be manipulated. And you set yourselves up for them, especially you gentlemen. You know, a lot of these first move sites where the women make the first move, be careful on those sites. The only reason why I say this in particular is because a lot of times when people can't find anyone, it's because there's something so blatantly, obviously wrong with them or about them that they think is normal. And so they have to go and look for the guy because the guy's not looking for them. They may have a lot of baggage. It's usually some deficit that they have that most men wouldn't find so appealing. That's the reason why they're on the first move sites. Now, I'll admit, a lot of them are not the most attractive women. Let's be honest, folks. Let's quit bullshitting ourselves with this political correctness blinder. Let's be real. Because this is what we've done. We have bullshitted ourselves into this imaginary world where we have all of these crazy pronouns, all these crazy designations of gender, identity, and everything else. You know, a 62-year-old woman calling herself heteroflexible. Nobody was using that term when she was young. Nobody was using that term 10 years ago. This is all manufactured for people that find some sort of place in this world, some sort of identity, because you have a lot of permissive parents that allowed these kids to wander around on their own. And I'm not saying they had to go and be this tyrannical parent. By no means am I saying that. But this shows you how hands-off parenting also has some downsides to it. You leave a kid to their own devices, they're going to be confused. There's no leadership. And then you sit back and you blame the teachers and the administrators and everybody else for your ineptitude for not being a good parent. Anyone can have kids. Anyone can be a father or mother. But to be a parent... That means you got to be a leader. You got to have time, patience. Things a lot of people don't have in abundance. It makes no sense these teachers got put in the middle of this political bullshit in regards to these culture wars. They're educators, they're not political pawns. And I don't blame them for getting out of the profession. Teachers get treated like shit in this country. Maybe we should look at what Finland is doing with their teachers. Maybe there should be some kind of cultural appreciation or reverence for the way they do things. The reason why our kids are failing is not because of the curriculum. It's not because of the teachers. It's because of the parents. Dead center. We don't give a shit if you have to work extra hours. It's your responsibility to rear that child. It takes a village. No, it takes a good parent. 
It didn't take a damn village in Mississippi for all the kids I went to school with to grow up. Everybody had a nuclear family. And many of the kids that did not have a father in the home, usually it was because they had fallen in war, car accidents. Yeah, there was some that left, but wasn't on an exodus level like it is now. Kids had pride. Parents had pride in their children. I'll never forget when we won the city championship when I was in junior high school the first time around. I'll never forget what the coach at Brinkley Junior High School said. He said they were just a better team. We got to come back and be better next year. He didn't sit there and bullshit them and complain to the ref and talk all of this crap. He went out there and told the truth. We need to work harder. Something that many parents don't tell their kids anymore. Oh, that's okay, little Tommy. We'll sue the school district. We're not gonna worry about it. If they're gonna raise the curriculum, we're not gonna have any problem. We'll change whatever we need to change in order for it to work. And so that's the way it works, you know? And so a lot of times people don't like the fact that there's gonna be some responsibility. Uh, it's just something that happened inside here that was funny. But here's the thing that I'll tell you. Folks, you have to understand a few things here. The reason why we're in this predicament we're in is because a lot of people really didn't think it through. The relationships, the planning. We have lived improvisational lives and this is what the result is. This is how it goes. And I know places like China and North Korea and those places are saying, oh, they have too much personal freedom. No, it's not the personal freedom that's the problem. It's the personal discipline in the people with personal freedoms. See, responsibility comes whether you're free or not. And sometimes we have uh, gone well beyond those boundaries. Now, let's carry on. Using people? Well, I hate to tell you this, folks, but capitalism, any other kind of ism, consists of using people. Only 2% makes it at the top. So everybody else has to be used in order to supply with that 2%. That's the way it goes. Everybody's hoping to get a promotion one day to be in that 2% category. Many people will waste their whole existence on this planet trying to pursue that 2% title and will wind up doing nothing but dying and getting another lottery ticket that leads to nowhere. When they've actually spent most of their wealth trying to pursue wealth as opposed to actually enjoying the wealth that they're giving away in the pursuit of it. But it happens. 
And this is one area where people will try to exploit others in order to climb up the ladder. Oh, I'll step on your head to climb a little bit higher. And if someone steps on my head, I'll try to take their foot off my head so I can step on theirs. The old analogy, crabs in a barrel. No different. And you'll have people that will cut each other down for that purpose. Now, understand that there are some people that use people, they go to dating people just to use people for certain talents, skill sets, and opportunities. Guys already know this. Ladies, you know this. Groupies, guys already know. They already know. Now, let's carry on. Crossing boundaries. Now, all of these are interconnected, like I told you before. Now, crossing boundaries. Being disrespected. Being used. Someone being unethical. You see how all of these can actually interact with each other and work seamlessly inappropriate behavior. Now, boundary crossing is the most common that you're going to face, especially you ladies on the first date. Some of you have written in about some of the things that you've experienced. One lady was on a date with the guy. He made it a point to pull over the side of the road after the date goes on the side, pulls out his penis so that she can see it, and he is peeing in the hopes that it will arouse her. Inappropriate behavior. Now, the problem with boundaries, when we like someone, guess what we do? We'll go and stretch those boundaries from here to kingdom come. Others, not so much. Fellas, let me give you a little heads up. The one thing to keep in mind with boundaries is this. If a woman gives you a 90-day rule, she's giving you an artificial boundary. You know what that means for you? You don't deal with her. You don't date her. You don't go out with her. Well, we have to see 90 days. I have to see whether or not I like you. That means no hand-holding, no kissing, no hugging. But you can take me to dinner. You can take me to the movies. You can take me to a concert. But we just can't be close or intimate or kiss or anything like that. Now, I want you to imagine, fellas, if a woman did that and she had 24 men in a whole year of doing that with 24 men. What do you think about that for a moment? She could do two men per month doing that. She'll be fed, probably have clothes and everything from the guy and never have to sleep with him. Because see, the one thing you have to remember is this, all of these rules are set up so that women will have to minimize the number of guys they sleep with. That's what it's about. If a woman could get things from a man without giving him no pussy, she would do it in a heartbeat. 
she would literally do it. It's just like a man. If we could get pussy from a woman without spending any money, we would do it. I try to perfect that art every day. <laughs> I'm being honest with you. But we don't want to tell the truth. But we need to at some point. Because sometimes we'll sit there and we'll say, I've been bullshitted again. And again and again. And one more time. And one more again. It happens. But the one thing to keep in mind, though, is this. If she has given you a 90-day rule, fellas, I'm telling you right off the bat, there's a boundary that you don't have to deal with because you don't deal with the woman at all. Don't try to go around it. Don't try to make her break her 90-day rule. Let her keep it. You're just not going to be waiting there 90 days later. Because she's telling you, I don't want you as my man. I don't want to be intimate with you. She's telling you that. That's what she's saying, literally. Oh, and they'll talk around that shit. But that's what she's doing. Other boundaries. You may be a straight and narrow guy. And guys, let me tell you something. When I talk about the categories of men that women deal with, I talk about the three o'clock, six o'clock, nine o'clock, and midnight guy. They all have different levels of boundaries. Three o'clock guy, he can't do shit. He has to ask permission. Yeah, he can't go and just put his arms around this woman. He can't go and touch this woman. He likes her. She knows he likes he likes her. But guess what she's not going to do? Give him any ideas that she's interested. He's in that friend zone. And this is a type of friend zone that's different from the friend zone most men are in. This is the short bus of friend zone. In other words, you get put in this category, you are apocalyptically fucked up. There is no hope for you ever getting with this woman in a relationship. She's not telling you that. She's treating you that way. You're going to be delivering pizza for her, that kind of thing. Therefore, the boundaries for her, for you, would be maybe she'll give you a hug after you've done something for her. But she's going to make sure her titties and her hips and her butt and all the rest is not going to be close to you. Now, this six o'clock guy, he's got a little bit more leeway in the boundary. She'll dance with this guy. He will never kiss her. He will never get close to her. But he can try to feel on her like he might try to say, oh, your hair is gorgeous, man, touch it. But she's going to be very, very careful with him. The only touching this guy's going to do is that dancing when you're dancing. This is the reason why I tell you fellas, a lot of you guys think that you're going to screw the woman because you can dance with her. Not always the case. What you have to find is that woman who is 
doing the dance, who's out there dancing, to get rid of some of that sexual frustration she has. So a lot of women use that as an exercise platform for that. But there are some women who just like to dance, but they don't want to mess around with the guy because they're saving themselves for the dude that's going to go and rock their world. I'm just telling you. Ladies, just for the record, most men hate dancing. We do that shit to try to sleep with you. It's out there now. All right. Category three of these guys, which is the nine o'clock guy, the man with potential, the man that has the capability of at some point changing your life because he's going to med school, he's going to be a lawyer, doctor, etc. This guy right here, ladies and fellas, this is the guy that the women will give the pussy up to just to keep him in her life. This is the guy that doesn't have to ask for much out of the woman that's pursuing him. Because he knows he's going to have that loyalty just based on what he can do and what she sees that he's got in the future for her. Now, here's the thing though. She knows that if she complains too much about him maybe spending too much time in school and that kind of thing, she could fuck up her place in his mind of being his woman or his wife. If he's got a female study partner that's spending more time than she is with him, she could easily replace him. She's not stupid. She knows this. So her boundaries for this guy, oh yeah, he can dance with her. He can touch her. He can sleep with her. He can do whatever he pretty much wants with her. Because the way she sees it with him, it's all good. Now, here's the downside to a woman pursuing a guy in this particular position. If she's not giving him no ass, and he's in medical school, and his medical school partner, this lady, is down to have sex with him, because it only takes one night of a residency and both of your dog tired. And before you knew it, bam. And don't let her pussy be good, ladies. Oh, you can forget it then. Mm-mm. The guy you wait for in med school, his study partner, they've been always working on their classwork. And finally, they have some time where they could just go and relax and they're both tired they're both horny and they both get the fucking oh you, you're not gonna mess that up mm-mm. especially if she's good and he's good oh mm-mm. you're done there's nothing else you can do to fix that 12 o'clock guy now the 12 o'clock guy she has absolutely no boundaries or expectations of this guy she knows as soon as she goes over to his place they're gonna be gut bucket fucking There's going to be all kind of shit, all kind of legal shit happening in the bedroom. And she knows that. She's going to do a lot of deplorable and immoral shit with this guy. That she wouldn't do with anybody else. So as you can see, the boundaries are real tight with the guy she really does not like. And then as she progresses to the guy that she really 
feels most comfortable with, there are very few boundaries. But she will set those for you. She will set those for you because she's going to be the one to come and show you what boundaries are existing. And it's amazing how they do that. Let me give you an example. I met a lady one time and she was from India. Very sweet lady. Conservative. Um, she was worried about what her family would think about me because uh, after all, I was not Punjabi or, and she's a very beautiful woman. She said, you know, my family's going to have a problem with you. And I was like, damn, yeah, I kind of figured as much, you know, and I said, well, and she said, well, I'm not going to live by my family's rules. I'm going to live by my rules. Now, I met her at a mixer. And what was interesting, none of the guys would talk to her. So I'm thinking, okay, something must be wrong with this woman. So I'm, you know, looking for a nip and like an extra finger or something like that. No. They were intimidated because they thought that she was looking for a lawyer, doctor, or some other intellectual. She just wanted to be happy and have a decent relationship. So as we were talking and everything, she says, uh, here's my number. I got her business card. She got my business card. We parted ways. Well, she invited me to dinner at an Indian restaurant. You know, I'm like, okay, I'll pay for it, no problem. She's like, no, 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 no. My family owns this restaurant. Oh, okay, no. I didn't know I was meeting her family that night. They were very nice people, lovely people. And she was harder on them than I thought they would be on me. I thought they were gonna be mean, rude, no. Uh-uh, they were great people. And she cracked me up. She says, since they like you, I like you. Okay. I didn't know the kind of sex we were going to have that night. But we did. And she was a very good woman and respectable. And I asked her about her boundaries. And she says, well, the reason why I took you to meet my parents and my family If they would have had any problem with you, you would not have made it. And she said, I didn't expect them to like you, but they did. I was like, oh, damn. So I was put in front of a firing squad. She started laughing. She said, well, that's just the way we are. Very sweet lady, though. Now, I'm still trying to figure out what the hell is up? How come I was the only person wearing white when I was over in India on the street? Y'all didn't tell me about those things with the colors and you throw at people. I got fucked up. Had me all kind of psychedelic colors when I got home. Got back to the hotel room. I looked like an idiot. And I, Look, the other thing here 
is this emotional abuse you will also find people that use many of these characteristics we're talking about here use emotional abuse now this is more or less to control and to have you get self-doubt that's what this is about if you find someone that you're with and they're starting to try to test you to see about whether or not they can promote self-doubt in you I don't know why you're doing that and you, I, you know you just gonna mess yourself up well if it's something that's not so obvious that this person will fail at why don't you let them show you I talk about the downer which is uh, a classification of a person that's very negative very down they gotta always find the negative or the bleak side of something Well, they have some of these characteristics as well. And what happens sometimes, these individuals will go in and they will drag your feelings under their feet because they want you to feel bad like they do or even worse so they can control you. And you have to watch for this. These are areas where you need to really concern yourself with when you meet someone for the first time for dating or a relationship. You want to make sure that none of these are breached. So what we're looking at, you want to make sure they have different, decent ethics. You want to make sure that everything they do is appropriate for, and that includes conversation, dress, behavior, must be appropriate. No exceptions, don't make up any excuses because when you start doing that one time, it's going to continue into a pattern of behavior. Next thing disrespect call it as you see it if that person said something disrespectful call it out if they did something disrespectful call it out and another thing once you've done that please understand they had the capacity to offend you by doing it and they may have the capacity to continue to do it after you get into a relationship with them something to remember the next thing lying This is one thing that people will try to perfect again and again and again, but you never cease to tell the number of lies that you need to tell in order to try to seem like you're telling the truth. You only need to tell the truth one time. You got to tell a lie a thousand plus in different variations. All right. The other thing that we have to look at, manipulation. which falls into a form of usury. In other words, to keep that person thinking about something from the perspective of the way that manipulator wants them to think. And using, you already know, especially you guys, you run into a woman and she's telling you about how much she's done for these guys and they have kicked her in the butt emotionally. She's a professional victim, usually. She's been through it before. She knows what all is involved. All right. Crossing boundaries. Don't forget. She says the boundaries. The boundaries may be set higher for you if she doesn't like you, lower if she does. 
And last but not least, emotional abuse. Don't let anyone make you feel worse than you felt before you met them. And seriously, don't do it. No need to do it. Because you can feel bad by yourself. You don't need someone to help you. So folks, we have covered these categories. And so now you know when it comes down to shameless dating, what you're dealing with. Really appreciate you listening in to the show today. And hope you subscribe, follow, like, whatever it takes. And we'll have more content. And I believe um, I'm supposed to have my ex-girlfriend on tomorrow. So I have to see Tanya. And uh, we'll see about that. Let's see how that goes. But anyway, I want you good folks to take care. And remember, as my lieutenant said in the Marine Corps, and he was very adamant and passionate about it. He said, remember, Marines, don't forget nothing. Because when you've forgotten that, you've forgotten everything. And I said, aye, aye, sir. (laughs) Take care, folks. We at Romantic Truth appreciate your listenership. Listeners, you're invited to stream and listen to Jawson's music on Apple Music. Amazon Music, Spotify, Audio Mac, or Deezer. Type in J-A-U-S-A-N in the search for artists to follow and like modern instrumental music from his discography. The views and opinions expressed on this podcast are those solely of the host and are not condoned, or endorsed by Romantic Truth, Anchor or any of its affiliates. The advice given herein is the expressed opinion of the host and not to be used for legal, marital, or family counseling, or for professional practice purposes. In the event for professional assistance, please contact the local licensed professional family counselor, marriage counselor or social services professional in your region. If you need someone to talk to in regards to help, you may contact the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 800-273-8255, available 24 hours. All correspondences read on the show have been pre-screened and pre-approved by the submitter to be aired on the show. Be advised that all of the background music of production not provided by Anchor is owned by James Adams and Jaws and One Music exclusively licensed for this Romantic Truth podcast under waiver. Please understand that there were no people or animals hurt in the segments of this show including plants. All sound effects were improvised in the studio setting with props. We are an equal opportunity employer with two Yorkie Poodles and a Rat Terrier as the security detail. Please be advised that the content of this podcast is under copyright by Romantic Truth and James Adams.